We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show, IB Nation Sports Talk up and rolling, along with Vince D'Addario. I'm Sean Steyers. I don't know about you, Vince. I feel like maybe I'm coming down with something. Right oh, now. no. So, yeah, it's like... It's, you know, it's funny has got a little that. sniffle. Yeah. I mean, it's that time of year. So. Well, it is. And, like, I went to work today, and there's three deans at the high school. One <laughs> of them started talking. I was like, oh, you're sick. He's like, yeah, I'm starting to come down with something. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then like three or four different times throughout the day, not from his office, but from like other people uh-huh. you know, sneezing and like nose blowing. I'm like, oh no, yeah. this is coming. Fun great. stuff. All the crud. That's right. Yeah. That's and right. you know what's going to happen for me specifically is like, I'll get sick going right into Christmas break. Yeah. So like, I won't have to be out of school. But my days off, I'll just be miserable. So. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of you being the dean, I talked to somebody we both know a couple of days ago um, who said he had an encounter with you that was not necessarily what he was hoping for. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yes, it was. Because I, I didn't put two and two together there right away until uh-huh. I was calling. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, yeah. buddy? <laughs> That's the old day job, Vince Dario. All right. Well, we've got plenty of Notre Dame topics to get to today. Hit the like button if you would while you are here. I know Vince. Vince is the uh, he's the mean dean. I think that's what they call him out <laughs> I, there. Mean dean. We do a lot of good cop, bad cop, and I'm not usually the good cop. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So Ooh, Milton's got an idea for the Friday show. Oh, IB right. Sports Bites. Ooh. That's not bad. That's I'm a big fan of snacks, and that sounds like a <laughs> like a nice snack that I would want to bring along with myself. <laughs> yeah, so I, that's right. Kind of like that, actually. A little goodness there. That's right. Yeah. Get your, get your snacks advice. Of course, if, uh, if you weren't with us on Friday, I, we caught a lot of people by surprise, and I think hmm. we must have surprised people, you know, the week before they probably thought, eh, well, they're just doing a show because Drew Pine announced he was transferring. But right, we are as of the last two Fridays, we are now doing a Friday rapid fire only show. We started at 4 30 last week. I think we're gonna go live at five o'clock this week to make oh. sure we've got enough. We give Brian enough time to spit all of his game on his afternoon show. 
But, you know, Jesse and I were texting the other day. I like the lead in, you know, it's like a good, I know. You know a good lead in. We got, we got a nice audience that jumped right over as soon as Brian's show ended. So maybe we need to, I was thinking, and Man. I forgot to bring this up with Brian. Maybe we need to time these shows out a little bit more. We're like, we're budding right up against each other and we get the lead in every night. It's like being uh, in the old Thursday night lineup on yeah. NBC, like coming SCTV. in right after Friends or Friends you know, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yep. I mean, they made they made some real winners out of that Thursday night lineup just because they, they were coming right out of those shows. Frazier, Wings, Mad About You. I mean, yep. I watched Classic. Thursday. I loved Wings, man. Vera Forky. I, you know, Stephen Weber, <laughs> and I'm I'm watching uh, I'm rewatching Madam Secretary on Netflix, uh -huh. and the husband was the older brother on Wings. Oh, really? Yeah. What's so, his name? Daly? Was it? Yeah, Scott, Scott. Scott Stephen. Something Daly. Um, yes. Tim, Tim, maybe. Tim, maybe. It's Daly for sure. His sister was in Cagney and Lacey. I don't know if you remember that. That might be a little bit before. That, I think that was like '80s, but. Oh wow. Yeah. So there's some 80s, 90s TV trivia. There you go. <laughs> yeah. How about some Notre Dame football? And by the way, we've got the uh, Cassandra Prosper news for Notre Dame women's basketball coming up in rapid fire. Uh, very interesting as she enrolls early at semester. So we'll be hitting that in rapid fire coming up in a little bit. We've got just all kinds of football stuff that we're going to talk to or talk to talk about in this show, though. Um, Marcus Freeman. We got to talk to Marcus Freeman. Over the weekend, we got to talk mm -hmm. to, to the coordinators as well. Uh, both of them yesterday, well, I guess all three of them technically yesterday, including the special teams coordinator. But uh, Marcus Freeman, guess what the predominant topic of conversation was with Quarterback. pretty much mm -hmm. anyone related to the offense? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Quarterbacks. Which Quarterbacks. is a good, I mean, it's a good, like, I get it. Like that's predominantly yeah. what I would talk Everyone to him about. Everyone wants to know still, right? If if he was sitting here in my office with me, and that's probably what we would talk about. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'd probably talk about, you know, his kids that go to the school that I work at, but I would say, Hey, what's going on at quarterback? You know, I mean, that is a legitimate question, I think, right now. Your starting quarterback that was here for 10 games, eight and two, is literally not on the roster on the website anymore. Yeah. Like they he is stripped from the 22-23 roster. Gone. Gone. Like, like he never existed, uh, which I think is very interesting. But uh, <laughs> he, he's not there anymore. So who's He's only there be? on the stat sheet. Yeah. It's very, I mean. They can't scrub him from the stat sheet. No, they can't. So. <laughs> they can't do that. But uh, he's not on the uh, online roster anymore, which I thought was, was interesting since he was part of the team all year. But. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, I think that happened like with Joe Wilkins too, and like it was—he's um, not there yeah. either. Like the guys who have decided they're leaving, that they, yeah, they they go back and they pull them right off the roster because it's hard to leave. Technically, they're not on the roster. Because I was looking for his stats actually the other day, and I just went to the roster, and you know, you can click on the player, and then it just shows their bio and then their stats. It's like he's not even. I had to go back to the twenty-one season and then click on him, and then it went. It had the up-to-date stats on it. So yeah. Some interesting questions that are popping. I know. So, so um, it, the question most you know closest to the rear, the fire closest to the rear, as a friend of mine likes to say, is who's going to be the quarterback in the Gator Bowl? And we actually will hear a little bit of Marcus Freeman talking about Drew Pine, the guy who left in rapid fire as well, just to tease that a little bit. But who's going to be the Gator Bowl? quarterback and Marcus Freeman yeah. was asked about that what the quarterback plan is and here is what the head coach had to say um, define what exactly the quarterback situation will be um, both guys have gotten reps with the ones with between Steve and Tyler both have, have had reps with the ones um, you know Tyler's practiced uh, the majority of all the practices and so uh, we'll, we'll really sit down probably next week and just say, hey, what's the plan? Because we really start focusing on South Carolina. But right now, we just I want all those guys getting reps and rolling and, and continuing. You know, Tyler hasn't played football for a long time. Mm -hmm. So um, just getting him in there with a bunch of different groups of, uh, of receivers and alignment and, and um, let him get acclimated. But he's looked good. He's done a good job practice. Steve has done uh, a pretty good job, too. Not that many different receivers, but that, go ahead. <laughs> that last part, because I, I, I re-watched the entire uh, press conference the other day. It's the last part that got me. He's the Steve Angeli right part? Yes. Like, and that's what, that's what because he's like, how long is this cut? Let me see if I can get a time clip on here. I'm not it's sure. It's like 40 some odd seconds. Yeah, it's about 45 seconds long. Yeah. And the last three... Yes. He mentioned Steve Angeli. Well, and Everything he, else he, is about Tyler Buckner. Because he was like, yep, Steve has been, or, uh, Tyler's been doing a great job, and Steve's been good, too. Like, yeah. wow. It was yeah. just kind of a throw-in at the end. Exact, I, was like, I thought the exact same thing. If that doesn't, like, that stood out to me immediately when I was listening to the press conference, uh, and it wasn't live, but it was live for me, right? 
Uh-huh. That was what stood out to me by far. All the other stuff is word salad, you know, like, you, you know, but it was like, eh, and, and Steve's good too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So we know who's starting. I mean, if anybody is clueless as to who is starting, just listen to that right there. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Nick said, Tommy sounded like he's all TB12 right now. And and Tommy Reese spoke again, you know, the, we talked to the coordinators yesterday. We got about 10 minutes with each of them. It was like, boom, boom, get it in, get it out. But that's kind of how he sounded to me. As well. Now he was asked a Steve Angeli question, you know, what he liked about Steve Angeli, and maybe we can, you know, sure. play that on tomorrow's show. But it, it sure sounds to me like everyone yeah. is is all about Tyler Buckner right now. Like it's not it's it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And he didn't obviously, you know, what was it uh during the the bowl game prep conference or the bowl game announcement press conference? You know, he, mm-hmm. he mentioned all three quarterbacks, and obviously that's not the case anymore either. Not that anybody yeah. ever thought that it would be, but, you know, it, it just yeah, felt like Ron Steve, come up. No, no, Ron didn't come up. <laughs> it wasn't Steve and Ron have been pretty good, too. It was just, yeah, yeah Steve's been pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah. So we're down to two, and really we're down to like one and a half. I mean, that is basically what it sounds like to me. So but it's what I anticipated. I wasn't anticipating him kind of saying that, but I definitely anticipated that they're going to put all their eggs in the Tyler Buckner basket for the bowl game. Maybe Steve Angeli has a package here or there, and they're obviously going to get him ready as the primary backup. But according to everything that we've heard, Tyler Buckner is good to go. So why would you not have him as your starter and ready to go? No, I, I completely agree. And I, you know, again, like everything seems to be pointing towards Tyler Buckner yes. right now. Is there like, would you be surprised if Marcus Freeman actually does announce who it's going to be before the bowl game? Would you be more surprised if he does or if he doesn't good announce question. who the starter is going to be? It's a really, really good question. I suppose I would be more surprised if he does announce it at this point, just because he's probably, I mean, why and God's green earth did he mention Ronnie Paulus the third in the press conference when they announced the bowl game we all know he's not playing right so I I think it's smoke and mirrors like I I just don't think he's gonna come out and name a starter because it's not the beginning of the season it's a bowl game you know you get to see who starts when we roll out on the field you know what I mean but again there's gonna be a couple of open practices and so we're gonna see pretty quickly out or down in Florida who's gonna be starting so it's not gonna be a surprise to anybody but I don't I don't think he's going to come right out and say it. I don't either. I don't either. Keep it under wraps. There's no reason to say anything. You know, South Carolina obviously at least has some film on Tyler Buckner from the start of this season as well as last year. That's what they've got to go on. They, you know, they basically, I guess they have film of Steve Angeli handing off. (laughs) I mean, if they got the blue gold game, they got Steve Angeli being a stud at the end. That's true. That's scoring true. touchdowns on a bunch of walk-ons and run. <laughs> I mean, that was impressive. Yeah, and that, and that you're going. I think that if you're preparing for a team that's got a mobile quarterback and a less mobile yeah. quarterback, you prepare for the mobile guy. It's probably easier to adjust the other way, right? Like if you end up with a guy who's in the pocket more. Yeah, I, I look. Even if they spend twenty minutes on Steve Angeli in practice. That's 20 less minutes they're spending on uh, Tyler Buckner. And that, to me, that's an advantage to Notre Dame. So th- there's no point in announcing it at this point. Spend some time worrying about 18. And whatever time you're spending worrying about 18, you're not worried about 12. 
So that, I mean, I, I realize that's kind of smoke and mirror-ish. I realize that's kind of coach speak and all of that, but I have no problem with it. I mean, make them prepare for more than what is reality. That's yeah. coaching. I and mean, that's football. That's I think how so it works. As well. And they, they actually had a couple new opt-outs I saw today. They're going to be without their leading rusher and a couple of defensive guys. I think maybe their two leading rushers yes. they're going to be without. So they're, they're going to be without some fairly significant guys when this is all said and done, you know, so they've kind of they got, got a lot own. more opt-outs than Notre Dame does. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and from key positions, yes, Isaiah Foskey and Michael Mayer, absolutely key spots. There's no, nobody's going to argue that with you, right? But you can kind of fill in their production, I feel like, in the aggregate, right? You're not going to have somebody fill in for them, you know, one, one guy, but you can kind of fill in for them in, with the aggregate. So, you know, from an opt-out standpoint, I feel like Notre Dame has the advantage at this point. At yeah. this point. So then Marcus Freeman also asked, what are the points of emphasis for Tyler Buckner? And here's the response to that. Get better at decision-making. We all have to get better at taking care of the football, putting the uh, football in places that um, are precise in terms of where they need to be. Um, but if you look, at it, it's not a... You know, where we are now as a team versus where we were those first two games, I think, is, has evolved. You know, what we asked Tyler to do that first game in terms of, you know, how much we asked him to run. And it was a part of a, a plan versus a, a defense like Ohio State, you know, that, hey, we, we want to run the quarterback a little bit more than usual. You know, that's probably not what we would have wanted to do all season long. But, you know, continue to develop, continue to – he hasn't – again, he hasn't played football um, in a while. And so – for him to get back out there, um, run around, throw the ball, um, it's been good to see. But, you know, I think our offense is at a different point uh, than where we were at those two games. We have an identity and the ability to run the ball and the ability to create, um, we, we, as we say, easy completions. And, and that won't change with whoever's a quarterback. You know, we have to, that's our identity. The ability, we have to be able to run the ball. And we have to be able to take advantage of, of the things that defenses are giving us in the passing game. And those are big things we have started to do. I like how he started out there. We all have to take care of the ball better. We all have to make better reads. Well, do we? Do we really? Or is it just the quarterback? That has to I just love the way he's never going to single anybody out. You know, it's just not going to happen with Marcus Freeman. Yeah, I. you know. <laughs> you're done with the kumbaya already. Is that what you're saying? There, there's, there's a lot of things that need to happen for Tyler Buckner to be successful in the bowl game, right? He, we, they can't call a game like they called against Ohio State. He can't call a game like you did against Marshall. <clears throat> that's not who Tyler Buckner is, and that's not how he's going to be successful with this offense. So uh, there's a lot of things that need to happen, and coaching is part of it, no mm -hmm. doubt about it. But, you know, and Tyler can't be loose with the football. Uh, he's got to make good decisions, and he's got to hit the layups. When we've talked about that a hundred times, right? No matter who the quarterback is, you have to be able to hit the layups, and that's kind of what he was talking about at the end there. Yeah, you know, and Ant VR says TB's been out for three months, and so I'm assuming he means that as a pejorative. You know, like that's not a good thing because he's been out for three months. I mean, he's been injured, so that's never a good thing. But at the same time, like. You you go into a season coming out of training camp. Everybody's been off for what seven months, six, you know, whatever it is at that point. And when you're going into a bowl, it's always different anyway because now everyone's been off for four or five weeks, so everyone's had an extended break. So at least he has time to kind of 
get his legs underneath him and again shake the rust off Mm -hmm. tommy reese said yesterday that yesterday was the best practice that he's seen from him in quite a while he was really impressed with what he saw from him now it is still practice but like al golden was talking as well you know before tommy reese came out on the defensive side about how it was a very spirited practice there was a lot of energy and you know, a lot of young guys flying around and competing and, you know, doing those kind of things out there. So it sounded like a pretty productive practice all the way around. And if Tyler Buckner had a good one in the middle of all that, that's nothing but good for them. And everybody also has to remember, Tyler Buckner has been practicing for about a month. I mean, yeah. it's been progressive. I mean, it wasn't like he was full go to start, but he's been practicing for about a month. So has it been live bullets? No, of course not. Right. And I know we're going to talk about that moving forward, what that's going to look like in practice. But, you know, he has been practicing. He's been shaking the rust off, right? He's been doing all of the things that you want him to do. And that's important, right? I, I do think that's important. They're not just throwing him out there, you know, with a week's worth of practice. He's He'll have almost two months of practice under his belt by that time the season roll or by the time the game rolls around. So, yeah, he's going to have practice reps, which I think is very, very important, you know. And yeah. is there going to be some rust? Yeah. I would be shocked if he went out there and was like 15 for 15, you know, and all these different things. That's not realistic, right? And frankly, that's not, look, when we're talking about a bowl game situation, rarely is the team that you see in a bowl game the same team that you saw at the end of the regular season. Look at the first half of the Fiesta Bowl last year. Right. You know, like we expected a lot different things especially from Lorenzo Styles, based on nice. what we saw last year. So, like, if you go back to, well, Tyler Buckner's not going to have Michael Mayer. Very true. And you're losing an All-American, great player, who was such a no huge doubt. part of the offense this year. Tyler Buckner also wasn't locked in on Michael Mayer on every play. So, you know, maybe there's some benefit there. And now, because there is no Michael Mayer, I've just got a feeling that that we've got a chance to see like some other guys step up just because of what you said. This is this is almost like a second season opener. Yes. Like you're going to see, you're going to see offenses go off tendency mm-hmm. in this game. They're it, like I think Marcus Freeman was talking about it, and I think Al Golden touched on it a little bit yesterday. Like you expect the other team to do some different things offensively than what you've seen from them. You expect to see not just wrinkles, but completely. Right different things and when you've got Tyler Buckner as part of that mix you can do things that you haven't done basically for the better part of sure. what three months absolutely yeah. absolutely and and look the offense I want to see with with TB is you know I want to see a similar offense to what we saw with Drew Pine but with the added benefit of a little bit of read option and some more RPOs like that's that's what I want to see and I think that Tyler Buckner can be very successful in an offense like that but what are we going to see if we see a run heavy offense i'm gonna be very very disappointed for many 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 reasons well and we'll probably be talking about tyler buckner being injured again frankly if that's the case so hopefully that's not the case but we'll see but you did you did hear marcus freeman in that cut talk about maybe tyler buckner probably ran more than he would have you know at different points in the season early on but things that we've talked about because of what the offensive line was then compared to Mm -hmm. what it is now so you have you do have a lot different looking team right. that you can put out there, you know, in 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 front of him, basically. So. Absolutely, and it's 
very refreshing. And I can tell you right now that the person most excited about this is not me. It's Tyler Buckner, that there's no opt-outs on the offensive line going yeah. into this game either. Very true. Because you very had two true. possibilities of guys that could have opted out and you'd be replacing them with young guys with zero. Well, I shouldn't say zero uh, because Christophic has some starting uh, under his belt. Yeah. But you'd have a lot less, uh, you know, experience in those two guard spots if Lug and Patterson decided to opt out. Absolutely. And I'm very excited that those two are, are, you know, going to play. You're going to have the same five linemen that you've had pretty much the entire season. And Tyler Buckner is going to have that opportunity to play behind those five guys. That's, I, I don't think that can be underestimated at this point. I mean, yeah. that is huge, huge. Uh, Cam Hart, by the way, I've had this up on the screen oh, yeah. for a little bit. Tyler asked, Cam Hart is not playing because of that shoulder injury. He is coming back next year, but he's not right. playing in the Gator Bowl. Christopher with an interesting conversation, a rotation at quarterback, depending on down and dif- distance. What do you think about that possibility? I don't see that happening. Uh, I think this is going to be Tyler Buckner's game uh, throughout. And I just don't know what the situation would be where I would take Tyler Buckner out and put in Steve Angeli. I don't see. That's what I'm trying to, I can't really envision that either. Like if it was the other way around where Angeli was the starter and Buckner was the reserve, then, you know, because of the the running factor, you right. can see, you know, it's a change of pace, but change of pace from one. Now, I mean, obviously if, if Buckner is struggling and has to come out, that's, that's one thing, but right. A rotation, I just, I don't see where, you know, like we started to get into the whole, you know, Malik Zaire was on the show last week. We had some connection problems and stuff like that. So we didn't get to get into the whole thing with Deshaun Kaiser as much as possible. But man, I had forgotten. It's like, maybe I just blacked it out that, <laughs> you know, the whole, it you know, like series to series, you know, Deshaun Kaiser and, and Malik Zaire are switching. and. I, I'm not making any DC references today. I'm going to hold off making DC references, you know, because there's a really old one that I can make. But I just, I don't, you know, I can see the benefit in seeing what Steve Angeli can do in a real game, especially when you are looking at bringing in a, a transfer portal quarterback and and all that, you know, like get him act out there in a real game for a series or two or, or something. Like, you know, like if you said, as long as the situation is this, you know, like we're not in a big hole, yeah, whatever it happened to be, and we want to get him in for a series maybe in the second quarter and the third quarter, you know, something like that, I could see wanting to get him in and getting him some experience. But I I just, I I can't find a natural fit for where it would make sense otherwise if if you're alternating them. Right. If it was a planned situation, like on the fourth series, we're putting you in. Like yeah. this is going to be your, regardless of what's happening in the game. Fourth series, my man is yours. You're going to be in, right? Then right. Maybe the the tenth series, the eighth series, whatever. Four and eight, you know, five and ten, whatever it is, right? I would be okay with that. I really would. Uh, but that's not a rotation. Like that is a planned, organized. This is your drive kind of a situation, and. Look, he's never been in a college game. He's thrown zero college passes, right? And so I would be okay with that being the case. I don't know that that's what they would do, but, I, but I'd but i be okay with it. I would. Yeah. 
We're not Marshall says, how many times do we all hold our collective breasts as Buckner tucks the ball and runs because he doesn't read his progressions in the bowl game? I mean, every time, every time he runs the ball, I think everyone's yeah. going to be doing that now at this point. Whether it's a designed run or not, or yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah, absolutely. I the last thing you want is for him to get hurt again and so that he's limited in spring practice. You know, I, I want what I want personally. I would love for him to have a good game. Obviously, I want Notre Dame to win. But I also want there to be three healthy, four healthy quarterbacks on the roster in the spring competing for a starting position. I want a legitimate four-man race. That's what I want. So Derby. Four-man we'll derby. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Speaking of hits on the quarterback when he's running and hits in general – one other thing Marcus Freeman was, was asked about regarding Tyler Buckner, will the Gator Bowl, assuming he plays, will that be the first time he has actually taken a live hit since Marshall? And here's the answer. Probably won't happen. You know, you, you can't take a chance of your quarterbacks um, getting hit in practice. Um, not at this point in the season. You know, we didn't, it wasn't one point... I lived up the quarterbacks in ball camp. And just you just can't take that chance of getting the quarterbacks hit and hurt in practice. You know, and I know he hasn't taken live reps, and uh, um, you get bumped enough. You're in a red jersey, but you know sometimes they run that ball, or, or those D linemen they might get yelled at for touching the quarterback, but you're going to get bumped enough. Um, but we're not going to live them up. There's no way. <laughs> not going to live them up. Not going to live him up in practice. It is not happening. That was my favorite line also. Because it, it feels like the truth comes out at the end of everything that he says. Because <laughs> yes. There's a lot of buildup to yes. that last three seconds. In the last three like, seconds this time, we're, yeah, we're not going to live him up. No way. <laughs> like, not a, like, don't be a dumb A for asking that question. We're not making the quarterbacks live in practice, pal. Right, like, he made a good point. Like, they, he said – they didn't live him up as you know in in his terms during training camp either before the season right. started. So, you know that's why they wear those red jerseys to begin with. What Notre Dame is the reason they wear the red jerseys. I mean, that, Notre Dame didn't invent the red jerseys. Like that's that's a thing right. everywhere for every school, and there's a reason for that because if you lose your starting quarterback in practice, that's a major problem. Yeah. I, I completely agree. There's no benefit in him taking any unnecessary hits, especially when he's a guy who's coming back from a shoulder injury. Now, again, as I've said time and again, it's at least his off shoulder, so it's not his throwing shoulder. So it's it's like even though you know you still don't want anyone to get hurt and you know have to have some kind of surgery, it's still better that it's that shoulder than it is his throwing shoulder. You know, you'd say that with anybody basically but as austin says if if buckner is who the staff intends on starting next year he needs to play the entire game well again they're looking at a grad transfer or a transfer portal quarterback to at least compete for the job um you know this spring and in into fall camp so i think this is about really for for tyler buckner one he's the best option he was the starting quarterback at the start of the season before he got hurt so he's the best option Correct. by far. You've got a completely inexperienced freshman quarterback. 
who, yeah, does have some talent to him, but he has zero real experience. And, and again, Tyler Buckner was the starter at the start of the season. So I think for them to have the best chance to win, he gives them that best chance. But also, it's a it's a chance for him to show what he can do kind of to everybody, to leave a lasting impression in everyone's mind as you go into the offseason before spring practice starts when you are, you know, dissecting and splitting hairs and comparing mm-hmm. every rep they can always go back to this film and if it's you know if it's good enough then they can say well remember now tyler did this in the gator bowl against south carolina so i, I think it's a huge opportunity for him absolutely and and it's a chance to get you know a really good game. i mean a, a, it's a really good opportunity for him to get some film some game live film going into the spring I mean, and it's all going to be part of the process of figuring out who the starting quarterback is going to be. And they may not even decide that coming out of the spring. It may be something that bleeds over into the summer and into the fall. And that would be fine, too, if that's the case. I mean, that's what they did last year, right? There was no starter named until the fall last year. Yeah. And last two years. Right. And frankly, I would be surprised if they brought in a transfer quarterback, which we all know that they're planning on doing, that they would name a starter out of the spring like that would surprise me uh especially you know that's all that the new guy has gotten an opportunity to do is the spring like give him the summer to like do some seven on sevens with the guys and you know all of these different things that they do over the summer you know give him that opportunity they're not going to name a starting quarterback i wouldn't think until fall camp Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I mean, look how experienced Jack Cohn was when right. he came in two years ago, and he was out there in the spring. They didn't name him the starter after the spring. Again, right. you, you got into training. Now, they, they it happened relatively early in training camp, earlier than I probably thought it was going to happen, but <laughs> he ended up with the starting job. Right. Absolutely. I don't so, think there's and any he deserved it. And yeah. He deserved it. And just like Tyler yeah. deserved the starting job going into fall camp or, you know, part of fall camp this year. I mean, he, he was – head and shoulders above Drew Pine. It's just, you know, that's great. So let's see what happens in the spring and in the in the fall. I just want everybody to be healthy so it's a nice, even competition. Yeah. Tom says he hopes Tyler Beckner throws the ball 20 to 25 times, let the running backs do their thing without Tyler running so much. The O-line is the key. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And just, just like we said early on, when Drew Pine went out there and started – running a different offense than Tyler Buckner had to run those first couple games. If they would have let Tyler Buckner do some of the same things, maybe he wouldn't have had to run around 
so much. Now, again, the offensive line wasn't in the same place then than it was probably a month or so later. But still, agreed. There were some. There were a lot of things that Tyler Buckner could have been doing that Drew Pine was doing that Tyler didn't get the opportunity to do that led to him, you know, basically running for his life and unfortunately yeah. suffering that injury. You know, 20, 25 passes, I'm fine with that as long as like 15 to 20 of those are, you know, behind the line of scrimmage to 15 yards, right? And then five of those is pushed let down him, the field. Let you them rip I mean? a few times. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, you know, again, those are all – Wonderful things going in if you have complete control of the game and you can control that sort of thing. If it's a close game and you got to push the ball down the field or you got to, you know, convert some third downs and some things like that. I mean, we're going to see a little bit of everything, I would imagine. I mean, South Carolina is not just going to lay down and lay over for Notre Dame and roll over for Notre Dame. So <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be a game, I would imagine. Austin says, just run the Wildcat with the backs all game. I mean, that makes Sean happy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 41 personnel. Let's go. 31, baby, or just go 30. You know, we don't need any uh-huh. sticking tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> put all running backs out there. That's right. I mean, I think you could do worse sometimes than that, Pat. You know, if you did that, but no doubt. I, don't, I don't really see it happening. I don't think he probably thought that was realistic. A uh, few other kind of off-topic comments. Is anybody else feeling like Al Washington has quite a bit to prove over the next year or two, both on the field and on the recruiting trail? Go ahead, Vince. Yes, I'm raising my hand. Yes, is anybody else? Yes, me. I do. Uh, I think overall the defensive line underperformed this year from where I thought that they would be, if I'm mm-hmm. being honest. There were some flashes, and obviously Isaiah Foskey set the sack record, the single-season sack record. Awesome. Was it single season or was it career? It was career, right? Uh, career, career. Yeah, because he because he matched what he did last year, okay. I believe, for a season. So, you know, he did great. You know, Jason Adam Alola played well at times, you know, more often than not. But I think as a whole, I felt like the D-line kind of underperformed. And then if we get into recruiting, I mean, you had the number one player in the country on your roster, and you know, he just committed to Alabama today. Yeah. And you couldn't hold on to him. Uh, Davis Swain, you couldn't hold on to him. They haven't really added a whole lot since he's been. So, yeah, I mean, he does have – he has to prove himself a little bit. I, there, there's a lot that he has to prove at this point for me. I think so, too. And it's it's obviously important to note that all the guys who produced on this defensive line this year were mentored by the previous defensive yes. line coach. And I, I felt like there was – you know, there, there were – some technique things that could have been better, you know, just some basic fundamental things. And when you, you, you can, you can take a really good defensive line coach for granted, but it's easy maybe to forget. And maybe some people haven't forgotten because of how good the defensive lines were, you know, because you had guys like, you know, Tillery and, and, you know, Dale and Hay, you know, on down the line, the Aquaras and all those different guys, just the fact that, in 2016, Mike Elston was not coaching the defensive line. And then when they made that purge, he went back to the defensive line. And the defensive lines were not good in the couple years that he was coaching the linebackers. And from the time he took over once again, that, that first season, that, that offseason of 2017 until he left after last year, those defensive lines were always on the rise. And they were always yeah. playing at a very high yeah. level. And it was going to be tough for anyone to come in 
But, you know, Al Washington also didn't have a whole lot of experience working with defensive linemen. That was a concern, and I do think you see some of it. So I, I think it's very fair to say that he does have a lot to prove, especially from a, you know, technique teaching standpoint to get these guys back on the rise again next yeah. year. I mean, there's talent in that. You're not going to have a Frosty either. Yeah. No, you're not. But there is talent in that room. I mean, you can be a good, a good to very good defensive line with the guys they're going to have in that room next year. But if you want to keep being good to very good, you still need to stack some recruiting classes. And at yeah. the moment, that's not looking great. So somebody along the line somewhere, I mean, I don't why I'm saying someone, he's going to have to step his game up. He's going to have to, both from a coaching standpoint and a recruiting standpoint. Period. What You know, I don't know if you're going to be – I don't think you're on the rest of the week until Friday, right? Yeah, that's correct. I'll just ask you right now, what do you – I don't know if you heard it yesterday or, you know, like Junior Tuialamaka, your guy, he's playing some Viper defensive end now. Interesting. What do you think about that? Uh, personally – Based on what I've seen him do on the field and on film, I'm sorry, but he is a middle linebacker, man. Like he, he is the mold of a middle linebacker. You know what I mean? Just can play B to B, can go sideline to sideline if necessary. But he is a middle linebacker. I, I really hope that they're not playing him at Viper because Justin Adamalola is leaving. Like that would be. That would be very sad to me that that's the plan moving forward. Yeah. I'm sure that Junior will do a good job at that like spot. Just know, like it just hasn't been announced, and yeah. I, yeah, I just feel like, I just feel like his best position is in the middle of that defense, man. See, and like, I liked your idea better putting Leofal, Maris yes. Leofal over there. I think that has merit. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I just feel like his skill set fits that position better than Ju- Junior Tua Alamaka. Now. Junior's a very athletic linebacker. He'll be good there. I just think he'll be better as a middle linebacker. Yeah. I would agree with that. But maybe mm-hmm. what they've got coming in in this linebacking core, they feel like for both the team and his future, that's the better spot for mm-hmm. him. I don't Interesting. know. Because obviously they've got some linebackers on the way. They have a lot of linebackers. And they, you know, does that mean JD is going to – you know, be the middle linebacker next year and they're just not even going to open it up. Like what, what does this mean? Good question. Oh boy. Now see, now I'm going to have to think about this for a while. (laughs) I just hurt your brain. Didn't I did man. Like you are the news breaker to me these days (laughs) because I get so wrapped up in my job. I don't know what's happening in the outside world. And I read rapid fire. I'm like, what? (laughs) When did this happen? (laughs) How did this go down? Hold it. <laughs> I oh. had no idea. <laughs> and then I just have to sit there and like process everything as I kind of try to come up with answers to your questions. I'm like, come on.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.